Sponsorship for the Cradle Catholic is provided by El Padrecito Productions. Catholic evangelization with an urban flair. For more information, visit www.elpadrecito.org. If you're looking for quality music production for your film, your music, your podcast, or whatever the case is, contact my boy Sepper Mind at PeteRoseBeats at gmail.com. Time to take you sinners to church now. Ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros, from Music in Focus Studio, where we discuss music, faith, community, and tacos. This is the Cradle Catholic Podcast with your host, C26. Stay tuned, stay tuned, we can learn something. When we barbecue, the only time we burn something. My people with me and we never on our own. When we have a guest on, yeah, it's like we at home, uh. Talk with bros and with sisters and we all tight If it's about tacos then we talking all night And if I'm honest I'ma order me some fries Let's talk about hip hop, talk about life, yeah What's good everybody, it's your boy C26 And you are tuned in to The Cradle Catholic Thank you for being here it's a beautiful, wonderful day. God's blessed us with another day of life, so let's give thanks and praise and honor where it's due. My guest today is probably my most requested guest, right? All of my conversations end up somehow or another coming back to this dude, which kind of aggravates me a little bit. Because, you know, like, <laughs> you know, he's cool and everything, man, but come on, man. It's, it's not very often that you get to meet a person who coined a phrase. Right, like I would love to meet the dude who said, "See you later, alligator," or after a while, crocodile. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? It's like you don't meet people like that, and if you did, you'd probably be starstruck. So that's why I'm starstruck sitting across from my guest today, because he coined the phrase, "Life without Christ is like beans without rice," and I'm sitting here with none other than my hometown hero, Nate G. What's cracking, Nate? What's going on, man? I appreciate the opportunity. See your face again. <laughs> hey, man, you're the first person who's ever said that to me. I, I my, doubt that. Not even my wife says that to me. Too. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Everywhere I go, your name has popped up on the podcast a number of times. That's crazy. And so people are asking, where's Nate G? What's he doing? Well, we've just been really, really busy there in Chanclaville, Texas, you know. Hey. Um, uh, I know it's been a minute since I've uh, probably put out any music, but um, you know I've uh, I made the decision a couple years ago to um, pursue some things that were just an interest of to me uh, professionally. I decided to go back to school and complete my degrees, and uh, right now my main priority, man, is just really being the best dad and the best husband I can be. And, and for me, I've found so much fulfillment in that. So, but uh, I appreciate. Um, Every time you hit me up and tell me a story about someone you've come across that say, hey, they like the music or, you know, asking about me or whatnot, it always shocks me, man. It yeah. really does. Cause, it shocks you know, me. Too. <laughs> they like the music. I'm like, you, whoa. You never know, like, if your music ever does have an impact or anything like that, aside from putting it out and getting that initial, you know, buzz, I guess, if you can call it. It's kind of hard. It's kind of weird to say that in, in the Christian uh, realm, you know what I mean, about buzz and things. But there are some, uh, obviously, some music industry terms that i guess that we have to throw out jargon yeah 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 but um no it's always a blessing to hear that yeah like fan i always feel weird calling people my fans like 
Well, they're not my fans. They're like, you know what I mean. They're my supporters yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I feel you, man. I feel you. I'm a fan of Nate G. I think uh, he's a better rapper than me for sure. And we we happen to be part of the same little crew called Los Cristeros. I mean, yeah. there's two yeah. of us. So I guess that, in a, in a sense, makes him my better half. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds weird, man, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know how my wife would feel about that. <laughs> she probably won't listen to this. Well, I, I was I was torn whether or not to call you my better half, you know. So I said maybe maybe I should just call him my significant brother because you're my brother in Christ. That's right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Semantics. Hey, man. Uh, speaking of your wife, man, how long have you been married now? Ooh, this year we're going on our 16th year. Dang. 16. God's been good. Yeah, God's been good. What's the secret? Um, compromise, uh, patience, um, and really, um, the Lord, really, I would hey. say he's sustained us through, through so much. I mean, so much. Yeah. And, um, and really just surrounding ourselves, uh, with, uh, like-minded, um, uh, people that have uh, prayed for us throughout the years. You know, uh, there's a saying I used to say that we, you know, we uh, we minister to many, but we fellowship with few, right? And it's, yeah, yeah. it's you can't have everybody, you know, in that inner circle. You know what I mean? But inner circle is something that is uh, is vital, I think, um, yeah. to sustain uh, any type of relationship long term. And, and obviously, when I uh, made my vows and my commitment, I, I take it seriously. So, but hey. uh, um, over the years, man, I've had our fair share of struggles and trials and stuff. You had your ups but, and downs, uh, right? Absolutely. Just like anybody else. Absolutely. But uh, but God has sustained us uh, uh, through it all. Uh, and he's um, uh, He's used people in our lives to just uh, encourage us when we need it and uh, strengthen us and challenge us uh, at times when we needed that as well. So. And you've got, you've got two daughters together, right? Got two daughters, uh, Trinity and Serenity, 10 and 6. Yeah. And um, I tell you what, the greatest uh, experience, I think, that I have and have had in my life is becoming a father, but becoming a father to daughters. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted a boy, you know, growing up, and um, you know, I didn't have a dad growing up. Well, you know, he he left when we were young. So for me, becoming a father was was huge. So I remember in um, elementary, fifth grade, the teacher asked us, "What do you want to be when you want to grow up?" Right. So the whole class, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a police officer, a doctor. Yeah. And my response was, I want to be a good dad, right? Because that's not yeah, something yeah. that uh, I ever had. But early on, I knew that once I decided to have kids, that I wanted to be the best I could be at that. And so that's why that's been just my focus last, uh, I mean, really, uh, since I've had them. But, you know, yeah. uh, uh, God has uh, allowed uh, a way to, I mean, to spend more time with them. And I'm thankful for that. I have this scenario that I play out in my head that I'm like your daughter's favorite uncle you know like here the guy i come over and give him five dollars out of my pocket you know like they're like uncle carlos and they like you know and it's uh then i uh, it, you know reality hits me and i'm like i'm just probably like their, their least favorite rapper you know i was like you know uh yeah who's man. that daddy no never mind that <laughs> he's just a bad man he owes me some money he, he's just a bad man <laughs> lock the doors <laughs> roll up your windows yeah yeah, yeah. yeah man so for people who don't know, right? Nate lives. He actually does not live in Chanclaville, Texas. Chanclaville is a. It's a state of mind. It's in your heart. <laughs> it's, it's imprinted it a, on your behind. Yes, up. yes. <laughs> well, I, I, I can't say it's imprinted on my behind, but no. you know. But he he lives in in a I guess what you call a suburb, right? Yeah. Of of Fort Worth, 
mm-hmm. to the west. So it's kind of about yeah. a little bit in the country, right? Yeah, my wife and I always we met in a small town called Weatherford, Weatherford, Texas. Well, see, that's, a, that's the way I was leading to that. Uh-huh. I, so you're originally from San Jose, California. Yes. Well, I, I grew up well, in San Jose. I was I was born in Lubbock, so I am a Texan. You okay. know, I got my twang and everything like that. But I grew up in the Bay Area in San Jose, and then um, your wife's originally from Dallas, right? She's Oak Cliff. Yeah, she's Dallas. Yeah. So how how did you wind up meeting her? In, in a small country town just to the west of Fort Worth? Uh, we met on uh, Facebook. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, crazy story. So, you know, um, in high school, we moved back to Texas, and my mom transferred jobs, and we we found a, a, a little town outside of the Metroplex there in Weatherford, and we, uh, we you know, uh, camped out there. I actually met her... Um, it's funny I tell people the story. I actually started dating her brother first. <laughs> it seemed that way because hey. I remember we went out to lunch. I was my, I think my senior year in high school. Went out to lunch uh, and I look at my back seat and there's like this chubby brown kid in my back seat. <laughs> and I'm like, who the heck is this kid? And so he was a new kid in class. They're not. He's not talking about me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Yeah, so I'm like, who the heck is this kid, man? Anyway, so we went out to lunch and uh, chopped it up with him. Name was Geronimo. Uh, he's now my brother-in-law. His uh, parents and his, and his uh, they picked him up after school, and that's when I saw his sister. And yeah. I said, "Oh, we're gonna become real good friends." <laughs> <laughs> so she was my high school sweetheart. You know, we uh, we got married shortly after high school. Um, uh, you know, we lived in Fort Worth for uh, for a long time. Uh, but our goal has always been to end up back kind of in, in the county where we where we met. And so we were able to accomplish that goal uh, two years ago. So we moved out out of the city, kind of. Um, a little more elbow room and uh, you know across the neighborhood is a is a pasture and a bunch of cows and i love it but i like when i'm telling hey i'm gonna go uh meet up with carlos that the answer is always, always the response is why <laughs> i'm just kidding. i'm just kidding that's hilarious dude that's hilarious man um <laughs> there's like a little inside joke i have with nate and i always say say hey man i don't know what your wife has that i don't have <laughs> Yeah. Hey man, I can't ma- I can't make it. I can't make it to that thing or what y'all got. I was like, yeah, my wife's. You know, we we got plans. We got that. And that's as always. That's always your response. Is what, what she got that I don't. <laughs> like, well, a well, couple things. Can you can you answer it here on the podcast and make it official, bro? What Let's does see. she have that I don't have? Oh <laughs> uh, man, we probably shouldn't get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's save that for another episode. Let's save that for the Los Cristeros album part two. We'll make go. a song. Yeah, yeah. About it. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be yeah. great. That'd be great. Let's talk about some music. I want to talk a little bit about how I met you, because when I met you, I had just started doing Christian hip hop. It was probably still the MySpace days. Yeah. yeah. And and you had a space open on your top eight, and I wanted that coveted <laughs> spot. You know, <laughs> I wanted that coveted spot on Nate G's top eight, man. And I remember I was reaching out to you, bro, and I was like, man, I, because like when I heard your music. And I don't even know how I came across it. Maybe somebody told me about you, or I don't, I don't know. I can't remember what it was. But I came across your music. I heard it, and I was like, this dude is dope. Like, I never heard a Christian rapper that was like, oh, wow. wow. That's nice. You know what I'm saying? That's good stuff. The truth of the matter is, you know, the majority of Christian hip-hop that I had heard prior to that was a little bit... Uh, a little cheesy. A little cheesy, a little Sometimes, gimmicky, yeah. kind of, you know, not so great. And then I heard Nate's stuff, and I was like... Not only was it dope, but it was like very similar to my style of music, you know? It was distinctly kind of Latin, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Southern. Yeah. It was not 
real generic. It was you had some wordplay in there. You had a lot, of, a lot of substance in your bars, and I was just like, man, this dude is dope. And I reached out to you, and it took you a while to respond, man. So I thought you weren't gonna respond for a while. Yeah. And I was like, man, am I gonna, am I gonna miss out being on this top eight or what? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. It comes to mind every now and then when, when we do talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I do remember getting messages from you, like just trying to chop it up, just trying to connect. Yeah. At that time, you know, I was real. I was like, uh, I was careful kind of who I wanted to hang out with or you know who, who yeah. to allow in and stuff like that. And then you know, not, MySpace was so new to me. Yeah. You know, I just didn't want to open it up to everything and everybody. You know, so um, I don't know how we how it is we, we end up coming across each other but i do remember you hitting me up and i probably yeah. ghosted you i think you and my wife have that in common you both dissed me when you first <laughs> met me you know what i mean like the first time we actually met in person was at a concert that maybe that we were doing the same event for maybe for jesse vasquez i believe maybe. we did a lot of car shows back in the day yeah you know, yeah yeah things like that and i remember thinking like man dude dudes from fort worth too He's yeah. ball-headed. For those of you don't, who, who may not have seen me and AG, we kind of look like twins in a sense, except he's Arnold Schwarzenegger and I'm Danny DeVito, <laughs> right? <laughs> like that type of twins, right. you know? Like he, he's the big, tall, you know, he's the tall, dark, and handsome cholo. And I'm the I'm the Danny DeVito cholo. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. But. <laughs> but hey, man. So at that time... You're working with dudes like Lingo and Hida and Dez and... I started doing Christian hip-hop like in my senior year of high school. Like junior year, I was just, you know, freestyling, you know, um, kind of kicking it with the homies, writing things, a bunch of vulgar stuff. But in my junior year, it was a real pivotal moment in my life where I come to know the Lord. Yeah. And I said, you know, I believe God's given me a gift. I was good at two classes in high school, and that was recess. <laughs> and uh, in English, I was yeah. really good. I get good grades in my creative writing. I don't believe that, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, it's true, man. It's so um, God had given me a gift, so I wanted to use it for Him. And um, anyway, so I started putting out some, you know, little music there in in high school and yeah. and things like that. But starting dating the wife, and oh, she's the one the wife at the time. But yeah. and uh, one of the things that attracted me really to her and the family. Uh, really was that they were a Christian family yeah. and I felt like that that's kind of what was missing in my life because we didn't really grow up in church yeah. and so for me it was um, I thought I was like okay great I can um, I can learn you know I can you know so anywho I ended up tra traveling to Dallas with them here and there you know spending the weekend with the family and and um, really it was uh, I was the brother's friend you know at the time and um, yeah. went to church uh, with them and um I had never really been exposed to, you know, like a Pentecostal or Assemblies of God type uh, environment. I, I was, the only church experiences I had growing up were more like non-denominational, yeah. more contemporary settings and things like this. And this was a Spanish church. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm not a, uh, I didn't grow up speaking Spanish, right? So, yeah. um, you know, I didn't start speaking Spanish after I got married so I could find out what my in-laws were saying about me. <laughs> was but, this a real charismatic church? Yeah, it really was. So for me, yeah. it was, you know, I, I was... Um, I had seen some things about that, but I, I was it wasn't familiar to me, right? Anywho, at one of these uh, youth events I had gone to, um, I run across, they had some Christian rappers there, and I'm like, it's awesome because this is kind of what I was doing, but yeah. in the small little town of Weatherford, and yeah. uh, and Lingo was there. It was Lingo, I believe uh, Hita was there, probably Dez, 
uh, and I think I think Field Dog was there too. Right? Yeah, yeah. There were, uh, he was a, a young buck at the time too. Yeah. He was kind of the, the the young one there in the group. I may have heard that, that they were going to be there before. I can't remember, but I remember I had a CD with me, right? Yeah. And so I had given him a CD, and then time passed, and you know we get out of high school, I graduate, you know I'm, I'm in my my first year of college or whatever, but um, I end up getting a call from him. Um, this was back when in Atlanta. Uh, every year they did the Holy Hip Hop Awards, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is back when you buy CDs still in stores, and you know, yeah. and they were all gonna go, and they invited me to go with them, and I was like, man, I, I've only met them like maybe once or twice prior to that, yeah. But I tagged along, and really what I found out was they just needed another person to uh, pitch in so they can make the trip. <laughs> so I, like, they're like, how'd you pay your dues? It's like, man, I, I don't know, I cut the guy a check, you know. Yeah. Well, let yeah. me pay you to ride with you. That's kind of yeah. how it went. So, but that's the first time I met. I met a. Um, uh, Dez really and then Hita uh, man we just uh, uh, hit it off from the get go and so um, I spent like I think it was like maybe a week or I know it was several days because it took you know a long time to get there we were there for a couple days uh, really getting to know these guys and um, and they kind of really accepted me in the group and kind of uh, yeah, took yeah. me under their wing and it was yeah, yeah. Groove Sound Records back then and and um, so let, let me come around and and um, hang out and and I got to record on some of the the, the projects they had that was kind of my introduction into into really Christian hip hop yeah you yeah. know what I mean and um, man it was it was awesome I had a great time I don't know if those guys even realize how much of an influence they had on me like wow for real like because at the time like I said I didn't know of any other Christian rappers especially not locally mm-hmm. like, I had heard of like the crane a couple of other like major artists that was later down the road too yeah yeah well you know when i started hearing about them and about you was like 2010 yeah and i was like man like this is dope i I like these dudes yeah and i i remember they used to sell all the records you know at like mardell's christian bookstore yes yes and I would go buy the CDs at, the, at that bookstore. And it was cool because at Mardell's, you could, you could open the CDs and listen to them. Yeah. Then you started kind of venturing out, doing your own solo stuff. Yeah, I got a little older, got a little bit more experience and started. Um, what of, was kind of the reasoning behind that? What was it? You know. Because um, I know you've I, kept it cool with everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, think, so. I think internally their, their deal kind of wound down. I think they began to um, pursue kind of more things on the ministry front. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, I wanted to keep pursuing it, and I started kind of venturing out, and some of us went kind of on our own, and uh, then I eventually I started kind of having the confidence to put out my own stuff. Yeah. Uh, and um, I think around that time when I started doing that, that's when you and I, I think, uh, crossed paths. Contrary to popular belief, it was through MySpace and not... <laughs> Not Christian <laughs> Mingle, <laughs> All right? Yes, yes. yes. Through, initially through MySpace, and then we, we and ended then up meeting in person. person. Yeah. And then um, I yeah. remember I was um, I had was working on a couple EPs um, for the longest time, but I, I had a, a solo project that I had been working on called Rip the Set. It was my first, it was my debut album, and there was a song there that I had recorded, but I was looking to feature somebody, and I um, I remember I was talking with uh, uh, TJ Thomas Nunez. Back then, he went back to TJ. Up. Yeah, and I were like, "Man, who should we who should we get on this?" You know, and I had already had a song with you know I already featured Heat and my boys. You know, I had something with Dez, and um, I was trying to figure out you know who to throw in. And I, I wanted it to be somebody uh, local, obviously for logistic purposes. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but somebody who had a sound um, 
that I enjoyed because the song uh, I Ain't Lying is what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I thought someone would bring a different dynamic. And, and uh, we, we talked about you and yeah. uh, hit you up. You jumped on it. And I guess the rest hit, is history. Man. Yeah, I liked that. That was a hit. That was a popular song, man. A lot of people liked it. I think it was mostly because of me. <laughs> mostly. Uh, yeah. It got... Uh, At least 98% because of me. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't lying. I ain't lying. That was, it got after a while. I can hear I hear it now. I'm like, man, that's, that sounds real redundant. But you know what, man? <laughs> it was cool because, like, what I really appreciated about it, man, is we got a nice little you know, video shoot out of it, and I got to meet DJ Val through the video shoot. Yeah. And DJ Val, man, I've always kind of like admired his work from a distance because yeah. we never really had a chance to really work together. Yeah. So that was cool. I, I enjoyed meeting him, man. And so now we're we're at the point where we're we're kind of starting to work together a little bit, right? Right. I gotta ask you, uh, and I want you to get your honest answer, right? How did you feel about the fact that it was like I'm doing Christian rap, but I'm doing it from a very distinctly Catholic perspective? I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Honestly, growing up, my family, I think, they grew up Catholic. You know what I mean? I didn't. Um, yeah. My mom, uh, I believe, initially, when she was a child, uh, went to Catholic churches and things like that. But it wasn't it wasn't something that was uh, prominent. Yeah, um, yeah. But I always had a lot of uh, reverence for the Catholic church, but really uh, any church in general, because yeah, yeah. I've growing up, you know, without a dad, and you know, there's a lot of feelings about inadequacy, you know what I mean? As trying to find yourself as a man. So you look for standards in your life. Yeah. And I, uh, I always uh, looked at uh, the church as a standard that I could... Um, hold myself accountable to. Yeah, um, yeah. One of my earliest memories I had was uh, going to a what I thought was a Catholic church. The beautiful architectural, uh, the building itself, inside the building, I remember there was a maze on the floor. Uh, mm -hmm. And people would go, this was in San Francisco, um, they would go during their lunchtime and you would just see business people just walking this maze and then we get to the center of it and they would just kneel and then have a moment of silence. And for me, I always go back to that in my mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just they seem so at peace. So that has always stuck with me. I later, I think it was a, either a Presbyterian or Episcopal church, I come to find out. But at that time, I, I didn't know. So that when I thought it, when I think about church, I think about that time, that point of reverence. So anybody that's got a, um, a reverence um, for uh, uh God and, and the things of God, yeah. like I respect. And so when it came to you, you know, doing music from that Catholic perspective, uh, I had nothing but respect for it. That's what's up. We were traveling for the Castellas album and we were doing a lot of Protestant events and a lot of Catholic events, right? Yeah. Probably a little more Catholic than Protestant. Um, how was that for you? Like, what was it like? Because I was really kind of your first kind of extended yeah. experience with Catholics and with Catholicism, right? Sure, so it yeah. Like it, it was um, eye-opening. Yeah. It was eye-opening, and um, I had the, the best of time. Now, we were talked about this earlier where, you know, you and I, we traveled, you know, the nation, really. Um, done a lot of stuff here locally. Um, we've, we've had times where um, you and I have experienced some confrontation with other, with the other side, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the embrace that I received in the Catholic churches um, was just amazing. And it was welcoming and it was comforting. Um, and I compare that, I contrast that to the acceptance and the embrace that, or the lack thereof, that you received in some of the Protestant churches, you know, that we, we visited some of those events just over the time that we've known each other. Yeah. Um, kind of speaks to, 
to you know speaks volumes really um, and so but that's not to say and you, you touched on this uh, earlier that both camps still have people that yeah, that, yeah. Um, there are there's no shortage of yeah. uncharitable Christians on either side of absolutely fence, right yeah. unfortunately they're a loud minority absolutely and I think the thing that they have in common whether it's Protestant or Catholic yeah. um, and is their uh, lack of maturity and the ones that have embraced us and been welcoming and been charitable on both sides are usually um, yeah. mature mm-hmm. believers. When that comes across or when I uh, encounter that, yeah. um, I like to, well, how long have you, you know, been doing <laughs> do it? And it's a lot of times it's Christian rappers or somebody that's involved in something like that. Yeah. How long have you, oh, I just got saved like a year ago or I just like, got saved so last week. So you're a Christian? Let me be the judge of that. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, at the end of the day, God's the judge of everything, Absolutely. right? And, Absolutely. And I'm glad I'm not the judge because I'd be a horrible judge, bro. I think you'd be a horrible judge, too. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, Nate, you've done a lot of bad things in your life, but you bought me some tacos that were pretty bomb, so I'm going to go ahead and save you. <laughs> you know, in the first two, two and a half years after my conversion, after my, you know, come to Jesus moment, I considered myself to be a fallen away Catholic. I, I considered myself to be a former Catholic. I I considered myself to be a non-denominational Christian, you know, Protestant. And I don't have anything negative to say about my experience. Right? I developed my my love for scripture there. I developed my my zeal mm-hmm. there. I developed my my prayer life there. I developed, you know, just a a desire to, to truly serve God and his people. Yeah. And so it was like, how can I say something bad about that? There's no no way I could say it. So for for anybody who's ever had this idea in their head that I am somehow like anti-Protestant or something mm-hmm. like that, it's like, that's not the case at all. You know, if that yeah. was the case, I don't think you and I would have uh, gotten this far. I mean, I, yeah. you know... Um, we're having this conversation now, but how many conversations have you and I had over however long it's been? It's been years now. Yeah, yeah. You know, but if that wasn't the case, and, and you didn't um, have any fruit to show in that area, yeah, uh, it would be evident. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and it's know. been some years too. Yeah. We, like I said, we met like in 2010, so 2020 made our our 10 year rap anniversary. <laughs> there you go. Hey. My punchlines, bro. I got bars, bro. <laughs> bars. Hey, man. So, I want to ask about the the future of Los Cristeros, man. They're always asking, when is the part two coming out? When is part two coming out? And I'm like, well, if y'all can help me put some pressure on Nate, yeah. then maybe we can get this popping, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, what's what's your vision? I mean, do you see us doing a part two? And absolutely. And what's your vision for it? Absolutely. Uh, for me, legacy is important, so yeah. I would like to leave it a recording for my children's children. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I'm. Uh, I would love to do it. Uh, I believe we'll be able to get that done. Um, at least break ground on it before the year's up. Yeah. You know that would that would be great. You know, yeah. I know your timetable. You you want it done ASAP, right? <laughs> the thing kinda, about Carlos, kinda. I don't think people uh, get is when we were putting the the Los Cristeros uh, album together. It was only going to be like four or five songs. And then he's kind of like when he orders taco, let me just get one more. Yeah. Just yeah. one more, bro. Just one more. And then next thing I know, we have like 10. <laughs> so, but yeah. I, I, I'm excited about doing it because I, the, the amount of fun I had 
um, yeah. previously. Now I had I've got a whole other project that I've had written for some time. I think it's still relevant today, and I would love to put that out. But it really it's it's from a girl, you know, from my girls they can hear because they like hearing daddy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, but um, yeah, absolutely, I would. Love Cherish to that while you still have it, man. Yeah, that's why the that's, last person yeah. my daughter wants to talk to is me. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> yeah. like I think about my father-in-law, right? Yeah. And if anyone's gotten that Welcome to Chancleville album, there's a song on there, Un Dia La Vez. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, everyone who compliments me on that album doesn't compliment my songs. They compliment his song, right? <laughs> uh, and But the whole family, it was just, um, even to this day, uh, they love the fact that they um, they have him recorded singing the song because he does that. Yeah. Uh, every day of his life, yeah, you know, and 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 I know it's not going to be anytime soon, but at least you know down the road we know. But he does more alabanzas type yeah. stuff, right? More yeah. praise and worship, absolutely. But uh, in Spanish, Corridos, yeah, and that's what they grew up listening to. So they love uh, listening to that song because it reminds me of that. In fact, a lot of times people tell me they like that song because it reminds me of, of their grandparents or their parents. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so for to see my you know my in laws or even my 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 children. I love to hear their weetle come on the, you know, hear a song from them. Yeah. And that's, uh, it was eye-opening for me, and that's why I, if, um, when I put out some more music, that's the perspective I have, is I'm, I'm speaking, um, I mean, it's not so much that, the, uh, that I don't care about others or the world or anything like that, but I'm yeah. speaking to uh, my future family tree. That's how I look at it. Now, speaking of that, man, uh, of dads and things like that, that, Kind of that's a good transition to a topic I wanted to talk about. It can be an emotional thing to talk about, right? But you and I have in common that we've both lost our dads, right? Yes. yes. I'd like for you to kind of touch on that, man, because we're not the only people sure. that have lost our parents. You know, how does that affect you? And what was your relationship like with your dad? You know, um, as a child and at the time of his passing. Well, that's a good question. So, you know, I mentioned earlier about not not growing up with my father, and I yeah. think he, I think we were about maybe five or six when, uh, when when he left. And I remember vividly the the last day I saw him as a child. Yeah. I asked him when he's coming back, and he didn't give me an answer. You know. Yeah. And so, um, through growing up, you know, you 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 deal with it the best you can, right? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I remember even having come to know the Lord. And gotten involved in ministry and teaching people and, and preaching about grace and forgiveness and things like that. Mercy. And I got yeah, exactly mercy and and I got word that my dad wasn't doing too well. And we had had very basically no contact since maybe maybe at the latest, maybe eight, I think. Yeah. Um so his health was not too, too Yes, great his health wasn't doing too well and um all these emotions started coming up that I, I realized I had suppressed. Because if you asked me years ago how you felt, I was indifferent. Like, I didn't have any ill will or any bad intentions towards the man or anything like that. Yeah. I just didn't really, um, I just didn't really care, really. It, it was indifferent. It wasn't in a disrespectful way, but it, it was just, I, I didn't occupy much of my mental space with, yeah. with that. But all these feelings started coming back up, and I said, you know what, um, I need to deal with this, you know. Yeah, I really need to uh, live what I've been preaching, and I realized um, that was an area in my life that I uh, that I hadn't given over to the Lord really. Yeah, and so I got word that he wasn't doing too well, and so come to find out, 
my older brother, uh, which I always knew I had an older brother and older sister, but my older brother had reached out trying to get a hold of us. Uh, and so I talked to him and, and we met, talked on the phone. That was, that was great. Um, and I made plans to go see my dad. Yeah. He didn't grow up with our father either. And he's the oldest. He had obviously knew where he was and they would go and check on him from time to time. Um, and so I made plans to go uh, visit my dad. He wasn't expecting us or anything like that. So I just packed up my girls, the wife, and we headed out to uh, West Texas. And I remember uh, we uh, drove to a little town called Barstow, it's in the middle yeah. of West Texas. Yeah. Um, and there he was uh, on the front porch uh, in a wheelchair. Okay. And I remember walking up to him. And he, um, I don't, I remember the, I don't, I can't tell you what he was thinking, but I can tell you what I was thinking. That, that's my father. And, and I went up to him. I said, uh, "Hey, I'm your son, uh, you know, Nathaniel." And yeah. he goes, "Hey, Mio, you know." And I said, listen, I, I don't, um, I'm not here to chew you out. Yeah. I'm not here to ask you why you left. You don't owe me any explanation. Um, I'm here just to tell you that I, um, uh, I love you. Um, you know, I've come to know the Lord. Uh, and my mom would probably disagree, but I've tried my best to honor my mother. Yeah. But I've never had an opportunity to honor my father. So that's why I'm here. I want to, uh, I want to tell you that I honor you. I want to honor you. And, um, uh, the weight that I physically, I saw lift off of his chest, but yeah. what I felt lift off of mine yeah, yeah. was like, uh, was amazing. And because of that, I met my older brother and older sister on the same weekend, nice. you know? And so uh, what was crazy is that the next year, um, I got to call my father on Father's Day and wish him Father's Day, Happy Father's Day, you know? Yeah, yeah, that um, was the first for you? Yeah, that was the first for me. Nice. And, and um, I had never done that, you know? and. Um, always wanted to and had experienced that myself as a, you know as a father my girls come up to me you know uh, and, and tell me that all the time you know but that was uh, that was amazing so I had him in my life for uh, maybe a couple years yeah uh, and um, it wasn't too long ago uh, it's been I think two three years now but uh, he went and passed he passed away yeah uh, and, and that was uh that was tough to to have gotten him back in my life only to lose him yeah, you know yeah well you know I, I think on the on the positive side of that is that, you know you had a reconciled relationship absolutely yeah you know and it's a a chance to to forgive yeah you get a chance to be merciful and you know who knows what type of grace that that sparked in his life and his heart and his mind right yeah uh, you know so i like to kind of think about it like this you're like you know god purposely you know reconciled you all's relationships so you could kind of point each other mm-hmm. back towards him you know what i'm saying yeah yeah would you agree with that i would i would i mean um you know i remember um uh, speaking at his uh as eulogy, as eulogy and funeral um, and I'm staring at this um, congregation and um, and I told them you know the the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life was was, was to confront my dad like that yeah. uh, actually that was I told them that was the second hardest thing I've ever had to do the, the hardest thing I had to do is to is to be there today with them and bury him you know what I mean yeah um, 
And one thing I, I, uh, the Lord spoken to me, and I shared it with with the congregation there is that uh, we should never allow uh, strife um, to hinder the um, the reward that is found in forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. Right. And everyone there, and I told them, everyone there, you are my reward. You yeah. know, um, if I'd never done that, I, I wouldn't have my older brother in my life. I wouldn't have my older sister in my life. I wouldn't have been able to meet all my uncles. And, you know, and we grew up with a real, it was just my mom, my brother, and me. And to yeah. now have this extended large family um, was, a, was a reward. And, and um, um, that, for me, that um, I'll never forget. My dad was always in my life. He was always there. But... I think emotionally he was distant, right? Especially for me, you know, more so than my siblings. I'm not sure why, but that was kind of the case, right? And so I was—I ne- never really had a, a close relationship with my dad. And the last couple of years of his life, I felt like God was kind of reconciling that relationship, right? Yeah. But here's one of my regrets, and I've—I've I've actually never shared this publicly. I don't think that I can remember, and, and I've got to. I'm going somewhere with it. Um, the week before my dad passed away, um, my was my son's birthday party. And my dad didn't come to the birthday party, and I was angry, I was upset about it. For various reasons, right? I mean, there's, there's more to the story, but basically I was upset. And I never, like, I've always respected and honored my dad. But that week, for whatever reason, I just, I was really hurt. And I just, I, I wasn't talking to him that week. I was like literally like ignoring him that week because I was upset. And then I get the call that he's in the hospital with pneumonia and then he had a heart attack and then he had a stroke. So literally the last time I talked to my dad, I was mad at him, you know? And so like to this day, I still kick myself in the butt for doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and the point I want to make with that, you know, and I think you can attest to this or you can... Come, in, come into agreement with me on this right is if there's any bitterness in your heart or any hard feelings or any unforgiveness uh, you know any of those types of things man let it go mm-hmm. it's not worth it no, it's, it's just not worth it man you never know how much longer you, you have to be with that person that you love you know um, we didn't expect my dad to die mm-hmm. you know like he, he was in perfect health Mm-hmm. On my son's birthday, three days later, he, you know, he's in the hospital unconscious. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, you never know what will happen. Um, and so, yeah, so if, if I could say anything to the listeners, man, let it go. Don't hang on to that stuff. It's poison. Absolutely. Let it go and give it to God and forgive those, those people, that person, and, and reconcile those relationships. Absolutely. Sorry to get a little bit, uh, I told you it can be a little emotional. All right, everybody, we're taking a quick break to shout out to the sponsors, El Padrecito Productions, Separate Mind Productions, Reach Architect. Thank you for support, and thank you for making this program possible. Let's get back to the business. Let's talk about something a little bit more fun now, man. Give me, like, two, just two, like, really either funny or, like, memorable experiences that you have from your time as a musician uh probably my one of my most memorable uh times was uh 
is actually during the, the Cristero tour. Then we uh, uh, we hit LA and we had a great time there in LA. And um, Father Maceo was driving that uh, orange van that he's got. <laughs> And that man's got a lead foot, and uh, yes, he does. And he, he, you know, we were we drove. I don't remember how many hours it was to was it Guadalupe, Guadalupe, I believe, and, and or Santa and, Maria. Yeah, and and he's you know going down these windy roads, and I had this like, I had this bruised. <laughs> we laugh about it. It was a bruised tailbone <laughs> yes. right, that I got from like I think a spirit flight earlier. <laughs> <laughs> he got it from sitting Indian style. Yeah. So yeah, damn, I hurt my tailbone, and and uh, you know I wish I could shake my tail feather, but it was just too painful. But anyway, he, by the know, way, guys, he had a donut that he was sitting on at this time because of his tailbone injury. I don't remember that, but I'll take your word on it. But you know, there's Father Marcel. He's just bending them conas like Daytona, you yeah. know, and. And he knew where he was going, but anyway, so we get to uh, it was the friary where where, yeah, where the friary lived. where they were living, yeah. and um, <laughs> and it was pitch black, couldn't see anything, and we were so exhausted, and so we just we we crash, uh, we wake up, uh, and I just remember walking out, and I could not believe my this, what I was seeing. It was so beautiful there, so beautiful, um, and I remember uh, we were, we had a busy day that morning, so we started the day with uh, I'd say chapel, right? Yeah. And um, uh, we we go uh, with Father Maceo and you guys were all uh, we were there in the. Um, uh, the we did the, some prayer in front of in front of the uh, the tabernacle. We did basically uh, like some Eucharistic adoration, right? And prayer. And and um, I joined you in that, and yeah. uh, uh, I remember I, I remember I was sitting there, but I had this. Um, this feeling kind of come over me, this warmth come over me. Yeah. And uh, uh, I remember standing up and I felt no pain, right? Yeah. No pain. And you can t- you can attest that I was in like a lot of pain for oh, yeah. for a while. But we did that whole, I mean, that whole weekend. But and God kind of spoke to me, you know, he said, man, um, because, you know, I, we I had experienced, uh, we talked about it earlier, you know, the rift sometimes between Protestant and Catholic, yeah. you know, and things like that. But I felt the Lord speak to me like, you know, I can, I can heal you, no matter where you're at, bro. Like, yeah. you know, um, I'm everywhere. You know, yeah. don't put me in a box. Is basically what I what, what yeah. I come out of that. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes uh, we do that. God is willing and able. Like He can do anything. Yeah. He yeah. wants to do right. It was a healing moment. It was yeah. for me. You know. Yeah. And I remember you telling us too, like, you were almost like left speechless in yes. a sense you were yes. like yeah like we're getting into that van into the, the Padrecito mobile yeah right and I was and, testing it I was checking yeah. it I'm like I was wondering why I... you were like shaking your hips around I was like what is he doing <laughs> and, yeah, and then you were just like hey bro like I don't have any pain yeah at all like I'm, I think I just I just I think it just had a miraculous healing you know yeah and I was like well, yeah, I was like I don't want to come cool. across as one of those like uh you know, fanatics or the, you yeah, know, like the, the snake, GC, the yeah, snake, uh, snake charmers or whatever, charmers, you know. Yeah. Um, so don't, don't take this the wrong way, but I mean, uh, man, it was, uh, that was a, that was a crazy experience when, yeah. I, when I think about, um, when I think about that, I think as far as fun stories go, the culinary experiences oh, yeah. that, that I've had on the road, uh, I've had some bad meals, I've had some amazing meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
but uh, tell me more about these meals, man, bro. Uh, uh, San Antonio. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, there is a Filipino uh, co- oh, uh, population yeah. or congregation there, and they had the lumpia. Yeah. And, um, lumpia is basically it's a Filip- like Filipino egg roll. Yeah. Amazing. I remember that night. Amazing. Yes. Yes. I remember that night too because you're like, yeah. I said, hey, Carlos, what are we gonna crash tonight? He goes, oh, they got a house here at the on the on the church property. We can. We can um, we can stay at, and he didn't mention that it wasn't furnished. Right, they use it for meetings. So there was a table and chairs, yeah. and there was a couch. And I said, you know, I drove here, Carlos. I'm like, I'm getting the couch. You sleep on the floor. Yeah, that was awesome, man. What are some other culinary experiences, man? Top uh, three, top three, Mofongo in Washington Heights. Yeah, the Mofongo de Camarón there in oh, Washington yeah. Heights. Uh, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but uh, El Malecon. Trust me, I remember. Man, that thing that that was that's first time I had. Uh, that's first time I had been around uh, more than one Puerto Rican. The other one was Chico, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's, man, there's a bunch of Puerto Ricans down there, man. Yeah. Uh, and I'd never had uh, like Puerto Rican food, you know, uh, like uh, that I would consider Puerto Rican food or whatever. Yeah. But um, it was a uh, uh, and it was amazing. Yeah. And then uh, Cat's Deli, pastrami. Yeah. Uh, two sandwiches, two cokes. It was about sixty bucks cash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's about all the cash I had on me at the time, I think. Oh yeah. And yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I think I remember I, I gave them my card, and they're like, "We don't, we don't take cards here." Yeah. I'm like, man, that's the only, only cat. And I had like put that cash aside to like expense it you know here and there yeah yeah yeah. and i was like man well there's a big old bouncer at the door i'm not getting out of here from, yeah you know yeah. so but uh cat's deli pastrami sandwich yeah and then um uh wow i would say uh that night later that night chinese food in chinatown right after we came from in a basement Jersey, right? yeah in a basement in, yeah. in manhattan uh it was about three in the morning yeah yeah and uh that was the, yeah all three in new york man yeah. yeah yeah i remember that night we were driving back from new jersey we were doing that concert with with the symbol and dj uh yeah. dj ideal sounds and mm-hmm. i guess it was just us right yeah 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 in new jersey and then we were driving back to manhattan and i i mean it's like it's like late at night yeah on a saturday night or something like that and it took us like three hours to drive. Long like, time. Like 14 miles or something. You know, it was yeah. like. We finally get there. We walk down this alleyway. It's just like deserted. And I'm like, this is like a perfect alleyway where like a fight was going to happen. Yeah. And I'm a big Bruce Lee fan. So I'm like, yeah. I'm in Chinatown. I was like, man, we, it can go down. You know, it's yeah. going to go down. And then we walk down these stairs into this basement. Yeah. And you didn't have no problem getting through the door, but I had to duck. <laughs> But uh, this was like a doggy door too. Yeah, it was like (laughs) itty bitty man. And then we're in this like basement, and it's I don't know, maybe a twenty by twenty room, you know. And there's probably how many people were in there? Maybe thirty, forty, fifty. Yeah, yeah, it was packed. It was packed, and and uh, I think we we ordered a bunch of Chinese food. I think we paid like twenty bucks or something like (laughs) that. Yeah, it was bomb. They wrote it in. They wrote our order in Chinese letters. That's all what I remember. And I remember them bringing the total. I'm like, oh, that's all. It's like, give me more. You had like three dishes, you know. (laughs) But uh, that that was a that was amazing time. I tell you, one of my one of my memories from from that particular uh, uh, weekend, right, was. 
So me and Nate, we we have like this weird sense of humor. We're always just joking around and kidding around and stuff. <laughs> and and my Nate, we're in the hotel room, right? And I'm laying on the on my bed, just kind of like maybe on my phone or something, maybe texting my wife or something, right? And Nate comes out of the restroom wearing my jacket. It is way <laughs> too small on him. And he's like, "Film me, dude." film me <laughs> I was like so I started filming with my phone he starts doing this weird like octopus looking dance in my jacket and I just like like just totally made up the song as he went along like my jacket's too small like you're like just <laughs> and it was just hilarious man and I was like wow bro we are such nerds we are nerds I don't I don't think people realize how big of a nerd that thing that you really are <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I literally thought you were about to see how big of a nerd i am like yourself uh, and then you said me bro that's messed up man yeah. that's crazy man no it's true oh you know real quick i want to get it in uh homeboy purpose benny yeah that was a great trip man yeah that yeah. was a great trip and then them boys fed us good out there oh, in kansas yeah. It was a Wichita, Kansas, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a great time out there. Shout out to Benny. Shout out to Benny. Joe Angel, man. Joe Angel. That's my dude over there, too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all them dudes, man. What's the first song we're going to play today, man? First song, let's go with uh, let's go with Tex-Mex. 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 Tell us a little bit about it, man, real quick. Well, I wanted to do a um, uh, like a chop and screw type deal, but... You know, it's just uh, really a lot of uh, perspective of just being being from Texas. You know what I mean? Being a Tejano spe- uh, specifically. So, hey, text mix by me, G. Say so, local bit another nine on the Uno. But tell me, tell me who you gon' know. Put they life on the line for some pesos. Stay safe out there before you go home. Until my boys in the streets, we got kids in these streets. D-Boy said the best man sees for peace. DJ Primo, man, rest in peace. Know the 
play it on seats for your family. Nah. Sex makes when I might check this. Love guys and I love Texas. Low riders stay plate scraping. White walls on my chrome dates. Sex makes when I might check this. Love guys and I love Texas. Low riders stay plate scraping. White walls on my chrome dates. That was my boy Nate G with Tex Mex. Let's give him a round of applause. <sighs> you like that? That's my little round of applause. Appreciate it. I can't afford like real sound effects. You so, do what you can, you know. Yeah, Just so. do the best you can. Hey, I'm do some rapid fire questions, right? We're gonna do about five rapid fire questions. I don't want you to think about your answers, man. I just want you to just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Okay. All right. I'll do my best. Do your best, man. I want you to tell me the first thing that pops to your mind when I say Christian rap. Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, my boy Aaron. Hey, hey, from it's Amarillo. From Amarillo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would say he's uh, out of all the people that I hear. And then just have come across, he's probably been one of the most just genuine uh, people, uh, person, you know, his whole family. But uh, his music yeah. is amazing. Uh, if I could sing like him, uh, my wife would probably tell me to shut up a lot less. Hey, <laughs> all right, all right. Question number two Whataburger or In and Out? Whataburger. Hey, Whataburger, no doubt. Uh, specifically, Whataburgers in West Texas, where they have a green chili burger. You can't Ooh. get that out here anymore. Since you are from California, originally, well, kind of, sort of, raised in California, and you're in Texas, which is better, California Mexican food or Texas Mexican food? I'm going to go with uh, Texas Mexican food. Hey. Uh, Rio Grande Valley. Oh, yeah. San Antonio. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anything south of Laredo, you can't go wrong with. Mm-hmm. Man, so good, bro. Next question, Nate. 20 years of marriage is your next milestone. What are you going to do for your wife? Oh, man. If I say it now, I'm, it's on. It's <laughs> official. I'm going to have to do it. Um, I, she's been wanting to go back to... Uh, I'm going to take her on a trip, so... Uh, she's been wanting to go back to Jenner, California. I may be able to squeeze that in before, but at the very latest, I'll probably do that. Uh, hey. That, um, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Next question for you, Nate. You got two daughters. Give some basic advice that you would give to any daughter. If daddy don't respect them, it ain't worth your time. Hey. If he ain't got a Bible in his hand, it ain't worth your time. You know what I mean? And, and A Catholic uh, Bible or a Protestant Bible? Well, I'm going to go with Protestant Bible. <laughs> you know, I got to go with the home team on that one. <laughs> a couple extra books ain't going to hurt. Right? Hey. <laughs> I mean, seven extra books is not that much more heavy, dude. Right. So you can't, you know. I get it. I get it. You know? No. <laughs> My next question for you is, give me two or three accomplishments that you want to accomplish before you hang up the mic I'd like to do a, a Los Cristeros 3 hey you know uh, I'd like to put out uh, one more project um, I have a project that I've been working on um, 
and a lot of it has to do with with my dad and things like that. But I think I think it would do a lot of people good to hear some of what I've got to say on that because I think a lot of, a lot of men nowadays or uh, there's a lot of fatherless homes out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would I would like to um, I'd like to put something out for that. Spe- speaking of specifically from that perspective, because I think uh, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's been done or whatnot. But um, yeah, I'd like to get. I'd like to get those in before I call it call it quits just professionally you know I think about you know the truth back in the day right and it's still yeah. relevant today obviously but yeah. he, he had a line in one of his words it was like you know when I'm 40 I'll probably be somewhere lecturing right yeah and so just an accomplishment that I, I want to uh, pursue having having completed my undergrad and that was a that was a uh, uh, that took a, a lot of commitment and a lot of time and sacrifice away from the family to complete my my degrees um but i want to complete my master's uh and i haven't decided on i'm looking at either public administration or um uh, seminary so believe it or not yeah uh, that's a goal i have and nice uh, that's what i hope to accomplish well you kind of ruined my last question bro (laughs) (laughs) because i was gonna ask you like once it's all said and done with the music right once you've hung up the mic Mm -hmm. and I'm still wrapping circles around you. Right. Right. Like, where do you see yourself going as far as the ministry? Well, um, you know, uh, just continuing serving locally. You know, I don't have a, a aspirations of, of uh, at least at this time, of, you know, planting a church or or anything, you know, of that nature. Not being a pastor or anything like that. You know, um, maybe, maybe, maybe down the road and play a part somehow. The gift that we as believers all have in common is the gift of salvation, the gift of Jesus, right? Yeah. That He's He's given us His Son, and if yeah. we keep them to ourselves, yeah, then we're like that. What the parable says that we've buried that talent, right? We buried that that treasure, that, yeah, that, that treasure, yeah. And we 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 should put it to use. I believe God is expecting more of us. He's expecting the gift that He's entrusted you, but when He sees it, He's expecting interest on that initial. Yeah. He has an investment in you. Right, yeah. he's invested in you. He's given your son. Now he's not only expecting to see your, you know, you on Tate Desmond, but who did you bring with you? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And and that is uh, that can be. Um, and we're Mexican. We can fit a lot of people in our right, cars, right. so we can take a lot of people with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that can be uh, expressed um, professionally. Yeah. That can be expressed creatively, like in the music that we do. But as long as we're doing it in excellence, and so... Hey, Nate, would you do me the honor, man? Would you do me the the favor of leading us out with some prayer today, man? Lord, uh, I thank you for this opportunity to uh, commune and fellowship with my buddy Carlos here. And I I pray right now, Lord, that your wisdom and your guidance continue to be over him and his endeavors, but also those that may be listening, Lord, that if they don't know you, that they come to know you, Lord. And I pray um, for obedience out there in the body of Christ. I pray for uh, um, a hunger for the things of God. And I know that this world that we live in today, uh, where everything just seems like it's backwards, I pray that you rise up a a remnant of your people, uh, 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 raise up somebody, raise up a group of people that will rebel against uh, the ways of the enemy and the ways of the devil and and show others and be an example to others that uh, serving you 
is the best thing they can do for their families, for their loved ones, is to be an example uh, and to uh, consider their steps, consider their decisions, Lord, um, as they uh, consider eternity and consider the legacy that they leave behind. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your guidance, your power, your Holy Spirit. It's through Jesus I pray. Amen. 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 And with that being said, I got a shout out to my sponsors, El Padrecito Productions, Separate Mind Productions, Reach Architects, and I got some private donations from uh, some people who I want to shout out to, my boy uh, Christian Perez, uh, Victoria Rocha, Andrew Campos, uh, my brother-in-law Tano Canales. Thank you guys for your generous support. You guys make this possible. Uh, for everybody listening, if you would like to support the program in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to leave a link in the description. Uh, or you can just find me on, on Cash App. It's a dollar sign, C2SIX. We're going to close out today with a song called Squeeze Box. My boy Nate G, once again. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Creative Catholic with C26. And God bless. Lip, lip, squeeze when your boy come around. I'm a, I'm a people, you need help to get down. Little old school mix with a no sound. Elbows up, this is how we get down. Until the neighbors holler, I ain't no mouse. Until the neighbors holler, I ain't no mouse. Until the neighbors holler, I ain't no mouse. Until the neighbors holler, they quit hollering when my brother got a squeeze box. Home of the brave, where I was raised. Salute to old glory in the morning when she's raised. These, these the last days, so you know I gotta pray. Summertime will make you faint in that Lone Star State. Boy, watch me hydrate when your boy switch lanes. Before we touch plates, yo, we gotta say grace. This is, this is how we raise. If you offended, stay away. If I'm talking too slow, well, homie, just slow your pace. Uh. Some, some call that country, into these rancho. City slicker music mixed with a bit of Rancho, clean in my blanco when it goes abajo. Classic, like Boulevard in this poncho. So, so, some of y'all be like in his Guinness, it's the vato. A dope MC con el espíritu de San Lip lip scripts when your boy come around. I'm a, I'm a people, you need help to get down. Little old school mix with a no sound. Elbows up, this is how we get down. Until the neighbors holler, I ain't no mouse. Until the neighbors holler, I ain't no mouse. Until the neighbors holler, I ain't no mouse. Until the neighbors holler, Put the script on them boys, Latino joyful noise. Got no time for toys, cause men stay employed. My team put in work, these plies hit the dirt. Rents do on first, our back rules and hurts. We do this to make sure our babies are never thirst. Do this for siempre till the day that we hit the hearse. Uh, see, see, get adelante, flow like picante. I'ma kick tunes for Jesus until they drop me. They will never top in, so they will never. Never stop me, looking in the mirror, hope to see a carbon copy. What can I say? In theaters, I never say your team can speak choro. My team will speak faith. My team will love to pray for faith and family. Chanclaville, Texas, that's where we stay.